Thank you, team, so much. And uh, happy birthday, Pat. I gotcha. Happy New Year. Where did Christmas go? Most people are done opening presents. Um, most things are going to get back to normal pretty soon, if not already. Uh, the lights need to come down. I've got a bit of work to do, the tree to put away. Diets are overdue if they haven't started already. And uh, the million people around Sydney Harbour are in full recovery mode right now. Preparations are concluded, uh, fireworks are over. You've got to think 2022 is so last week, right? <laughs> and we come with expectation into church and so good to hear Ling Ling testify the goodness of God in her life. Yeah? It's happening in lives every day, all day, everywhere, lots of people, but it's so good to hear about it, true. Every year is an opportunity to grasp hold of a future that God has planned for every one of us. And we have hopes for changes, for good. I have to say I'm excited for this new year. Very, very good. Everything that's ahead of us. Through January, we're looking at these four areas of our life in Christ. Uh, God has blessed me personally so much all through my life. And 2022 was no different. Faith, hope, joy and peace is like a signature note for all of us as we start a new year. I have a strong hope for 2023. Lots is being planned, it looks, and it feels really, really good. I'm definitely not into making New Year's resolutions, mainly because we forget every year that it's going to have to be a God thing for much of what we want to be achieved in any case. And today's message is going to be about the fact that we need God included in every single part of what we plan. Each year, I tend to do the same thing, creature of habit, right? Ask Trace. I look at my life, I, it's great to have family in church with me today. All of them. <laughs> Give them a clap. It seems like they've come from all over the globe, but they just fit into one seat. We have uh, many conversations as a team, uh, the pastoral team here at Northreach. We talk about changes that need to be made. We want to move forward. We want to see God's people in Townsville loving Jesus and being on the journey of discovery of new Christians everywhere. And we talk about it, but it can't stop there. Thinking and talking about it, even knowing what to do, is not the end result. The end result is always about doing something about it. And it's something that you need to recognise, not just on New Year's Day, 
any day, every day. That if there's something you need to change, you just change it. If it's something that needs God's help, make sure God is involved in it. In 2022, pretty challenging for the Wynn family. Tracy was away from Townsville a lot, supporting Bree in Melbourne for lengthy periods. Watching some of you go through the things that you went through was tough and wishing that even me, that I had a magic wand to change it, but we couldn't change anything. There are standard principles that we must apply before we can possibly think that some of our hopes and dreams will ever happen. Or that our circumstances would change. And a couple of those principles we will look at this morning. Where in the Bible does it say that everything will be sweet all of the time? Or that you will always be on the right side of the financial ledger? Or that when the economy gets bad, you automatically cut back or eliminate your tithes and offerings to the storehouse of God? Nowhere in the Bible does it say that we should stay so busy that we forget about God and God's people. Nowhere does it say that we can be disobedient and expect the blessings of God to fall on our life. That seems a little harsh, particularly at the beginning of a year. But the principles of God are being obedient to God's word. That's where it starts, that's where it balances and that's where it finishes. Ultimately, my hope is in Christ. And therefore, I need to live in hope, a lifestyle of hoping in Christ. What I'm saying is, as we go into a new year with high hopes and high expectations, we need to do what we know we need to do. There it is in plain English. Most of us know that we absolutely need to do what God's word tells us relying and calling out to God for the things that we cannot do for ourselves because we can't do the same thing the same way and expect a different outcome. I want to turn to a passage that you might say, well, that's an unusual passage for New Year's Day, and I agree with you, it is, but it has a couple of principles that I absolutely want to leave with you as we start up 2023. If you have your Bibles, go to Matthew 14. We're going to read from verse 22. I want us to see the principle Jesus taught because it's good to learn or relearn this principle. In Matthew 14, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he dismissed the crowd... He went up onto a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. And there's a storm. It's buffeted by waves because the wind was against it. And in verse 25, we find out it's still dark. Shortly before dawn, Jesus goes out to them walking on the lake. 
And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately says to them, take courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. And Peter, in verse 28, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus simply says, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. There's a miracle. But when he saw the wind, when he took his eyes away from looking into the face of Jesus, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught him, and he says, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Immediately they got in the boat, the wind died down. So there was a lesson in what happened. There was a purpose for this. There's some words that immediately stick out to me in this passage. Verse 23 starts with Jesus dismissed the disciples. And he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. He needed some time alone to pray, time to get alone with his father. It was a regular and consistent pattern in Jesus' life. It wasn't time out or I'm done with the disciples. I reckon Peter was annoying, like full-time annoying. Anybody know annoying Peters? They may not be called Peter, but, you know, impetuous Pete. I'm guessing Peter was annoying. But that was not the reason Jesus went up to the mountain that day. He went up to the mountain before the Peter walking on the water. I don't believe for a moment that Jesus went up just to do some time out. But I do totally accept Jesus knew it was a rhythm that would keep him in step with the Father. Amen? And it happens on a normal day in their lives, and as verse 24 tells us, a life lesson was going to happen as the waves got bigger. What does that say for each one of us and how much more we need Jesus? He says to the disciples further down in verse 27, take courage, don't be afraid. And when they were right in the middle of a storm, Jesus walked to them and told them to take courage. And then he told Peter, uh, just come, come to me. He reached out, met their needs while holding Peter's hand. He says, why do you doubt? There's a very important lesson in this for us. I want you to see something here. New year, old problems. We usually carry them with us to the next year. Jesus taught the disciples and he's teaching us. If you want to see God work in new ways, you have to be willing to do new things. Or, just as importantly, repeat the very helpful rhythms of life that inject the heart of God into us. Jesus kept his rhythms of being alone with the Father and therein immediately he walks out on the water. Now, I can't stand here and say that if Jesus hadn't gone to the mountaintop, he wouldn't be able to walk on the water. That's not the point. But the point is, in the passage, that's how it happens. Agree? 
Why do we doubt God to do amazing things? Even in our lives. Often new experiences require a higher level of faith and obedience. And God operates in our lives by faith and obedience. I don't think there'll be a single person in this room today or watching online, and welcome to you if you are, that wouldn't say, I want to live well for Jesus in 2023. I think we're committed to that, right? If not all of us, most of us are very committed to that. But do we think about how that would play out in reality? I don't know whether Jesus thought much about it, but he'd created the pattern. He knew the rhythm, and I do believe he thought about it before he put on his sandals and went up the mountainside that day to spend alone time with the Lord of Lords, with the Father. If we don't, if we're disobedient, we'll lose the blessing of God. And if we operate only by what we can touch, feel, fix ourselves, doesn't take a lot of faith or requires only little faith. And we'll always be limited to our own strength and ability. That's how 95% of Christians live their lives. But I want to be in the 5%. God told Abraham, leave your country. Actually, he said... Uh, Something like, leave your people and your father's homestead and go to the land that I will show you. And it seems a little silly for me even to say it, but God told Tracy and I to leave all our family and go. God does not ask everyone to do that. But Tom and Elise have now left Townsville believing a call on their life, true? Others are heading towards Townsville. Without the calling of God, lots of people move, but maybe not in a healthy way. And ask God to help you be more like Abraham who believed God's promises and did not act in unbelief, but with great faith and became the father of the nation. I want you to know ministry is hard. Being in the will of God is hard. I believe Jesus got alone with the Father very intentionally because without that, it would be harder. Did he have opposition? Absolutely. Did he have Peter taking his eyes off him and sinking into the water? Absolutely. Any of the other disciples perhaps would have done the same thing. Peter was just the one willing to jump out of the boat and walk on the water that day. But when he took his eyes off Jesus, we know what happened. And once the lesson was learnt and they were safely back in the boat, the wind stopped. When is there ever waves without wind? Doesn't happen. The lesson is about trusting God. Peter says in verse 28, and I believe hope and trust go hand in hand, literally. God, if this is really you, and it happens in the middle of a raging storm, take my hand, call me to you. Tell me to come to you. 
Only when Peter took his eyes off Jesus did things go downhill. What was Jesus' response when Peter cried out, tell me to come? He said, come. And I can't think of an instance where Jesus doesn't do that. When we call upon him, he responds. Sometimes we'll need to stop, take a chill pill. It might be the time of crisis in your life or it might be the best time of your life because there's never a bad time to stop, place your eyes upon Jesus, grab his hand and walk on water. I love this from Hudson Taylor. Faith believes that God's will done in God's way will not lack God's provisions. You like that? That's a wow statement for me. Believe it with every ounce of my being. We want 2023 to be awesome. So we need to make sure that we're obedient, clearly being guided by God's word, applying it in our lives to get out of the boat and to walk. They needed to know that Jesus was there. He had sent them out on their own. They were going in one direction. He called them in a new direction. If you're going to do God's will in your life, then you have to listen to the Lord every day. Now here's another passage of scripture. Kind of send us out with this one. Hope in the Lord, or as it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And you can replace shell with will if it's easier in your English. He will direct your path. You know, some of us do the same things over and over and have gotten the same results. Uh, very little change. Today, allow God to get involved in your life. It doesn't mean we won't have storms. Nobody's exempt from them. But it does mean you might walk right over the top of them. I think that's the biblical principle for us today. We're heading uh, towards communion right now. And I simply want to, every time we do communion here at Northreach, we want to emphasise that this is a Christian activity of remembrance. We talked a reasonable amount of it about it last Sunday on Christmas Day. That everyone is invited and it is up to you to respond to the invitation and to come. And if you choose to come and take communion today, it will signify that you have hope and trust in Jesus. You got that? People who take communion legitimately have made a statement that Jesus Christ died for my sin. He is my Lord. He is my Saviour. He has reached out and grabbed my hand because my hand was extended in admission that I am a sinner. 
Today, again, I extend my hand and say, Jesus, I am 